Alert, Justin. Alert. For the first time in a long time, in about actually less than a year. Sorry, guys. Um, there's no episode next week. <laughs> there's no new episode next week. Um, I'm going to be traveling for work. Justin's going to be otherwise busy. Um, we just like I'm going to be gone for seven full days. So it's just like super inconvenient for us to record an episode. And we're recording this one just like a little bit late. Like it's, a it's OK. Bit. Like it's going to be bit. it's going to be going up on time on Hitbox Day, obviously. But um, like, like there's just not going to be enough for us to talk about for a full another episode um, next week. There will be a bonus episode for our patrons, but um, no new episode next week. What are you going to do without us? What are you going to do? Every time, I, like, a podcast that I listen to skips a week, I, like, truly, it's the longest week of my life. Do you, does that happen to you? Yeah, yeah, whenever, like, I, so, I, maybe not a podcast as of now, because my feed yeah. is pretty massive, but let me tell you, I've been following My Hero Academia all oh, of the most, re- sure. we are on the final battle here, and the last, there's been, it was, like, two and a half weeks since the last release, and I, every day, I'll, like, check YouTube to see if they have the little, like, spoiler videos pulled up. Um, and then uh, I'll get so disappointed when I don't see it. And then finally I see it. And I listen to like eight spoiler people talk about it. And it's like the best day of my life. I wake up, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to yeah. it. I'm late for work. Cause I only care about finding out <laughs> who's going to win this final fight and what's going to happen. It's so awesome. Yeah, I, I get it though. Uh, same thing with, um, surprisingly, uh, Elena asks me every, I don't know, week to week and a half, like, Hey, are there new episodes of Invincible? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no not there's really. not, no. not yet. March, I think they just announced March. Um, I don't know, like, like maybe this is weird. Like, I'm uneducated on this, so I don't because I don't know why this happens. But like, why not? If they knew, they probably knew that like their the rest of their season wasn't done cooking, right? Like, why, why do the hiatus? You think that just like do the full thing? Um, I think it's part about getting more eyes on it. It's almost like two seasons instead of one season. Even though it'll like come out as being like one consecutive story, you get that hype yeah. train going twice. Because I think the the more like the binging has, I think, becoming less and less in vogue with a lot of these people because if they yeah. binge, they forget about it. Um, but like we've been watching on uh, Peacock the Trader season two. We were talking a little oh, yeah. bit about this. And they release like two episodes at a time, which is kind of nice because then it becomes like if you if you were there to binge it, I probably would get too overwhelmed to like watch it all. But now it's yeah. like, all right, we get an episode or two done and then we wait for the next week to get another episode or two. And it just kind of extends that process. So I think part of it is to extend it instead of like throwing it all in line at once. Um, and I know with Invincible, they were releasing it week to week, but I think it does extend that time because this isn't going to be re-released for another year and a half season three whenever you get the next season right so at least shortening the time between season two and season three just keeps it in the conversation a little bit more too that is fair that is fair and what a great place to end too like where we ended off at the at the at the at uh spoilers for invincible season two uh skip a minute if you wait what you know what i'm saying um where did it end did it end with him getting his ass kicked and they yeah. were like yep and then him being like, like all right you're the new you're the new guardian you're of it. Earth. have fun yeah. you got 100 years good luck gosh we're well okay 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 they did not say that in the show oh they didn't they did not say you have 100 years which having read a lot of invincible now i'm not all the way done with it but having read a significant portion of it i get why they wouldn't say that because that never comes up again oh. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it's just it's just not it's just not what happens yeah. um 
Because I, because I, I take special note of it because I thought that was a very cool idea when it happens in the in the comics, and then they, like literally they're just like, and a month later this happens. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, hey, uh, this is not the first time I've said this on this podcast. Uh, watch and read Invincible. It's very very good. Yeah. Um, I also want to tell you a benefit of being a high school teacher. Please um, do. So w- whenever like I have like I I'm, I, I teach English, so I we talk a lot about reading. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of kids like allocate the location be like, do you, do you read anime? Do you read manga? And I'm like, not really. I mean, I, the only thing that I keep up to date on is My Hero Academia right now. It's the only thing I'm, yeah. I'm doing. So there was a kid who was really interested in that like freshman year, uh, his freshman year. And now he's a junior. And I'm just sitting at my like supervision assignment. And the kid's like, hey, take out your phone. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you still... You still in a My Hero Academia? I was like, yeah. He's, oh, no. like, he's like, go to mangafire.com. So oh, no. I went to mangafire.com. He's like, now add a, add a thing to your, to your home screen so you have like a button on your home screen. I was like, okay. Oh. And, he's, and he's like, there you go. You can now read all the recent releases translated in English. You're welcome. And he just Dang. left into Shout the hallway. Shout out that kid. Yeah, I know, right? It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, he ascended yeah. to heaven. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, so now my whole thing is I will listen to the spoilers. Then I will watch the summaries of the review. And then I'll read it. And it has been like I'm extending uh, the drip feed of this content. I'm, yeah, getting, yeah. I'm getting so frequently. Oh, so good. I, uh, I, I have a l- giant stack of manga to get through. Um, I... Uh, did we talk about this on the show like a few weeks ago? There was a the Barnes and Noble, like the, mm. the best Barnes and Noble in Illinois, uh, is closing in. Uh, it's closed at this point. Probably on. Um, and and me and Elena got there when they were like doing their like uh, uh, everything must go sale like the first day, and it was all fifty percent off, fifty to seventy five percent off. And so we like literally just like got twenty different volumes of different stuff. But um, yeah, I, I got a lot of stuff to catch up on. I, I picked up the first two deluxe editions of Berserk. Do you know Berserk? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, a big inspiration for like Dark Souls and like all sorts of like fantasy stuff. Um, and I, I read the first like half of the first deluxe edition. Um, that's my recommendation. Is, Berserk, one of the most prolific manga of all time. <laughs> <laughs> is, the, is it is like you said, it's like a kind of an inspiration of like Dark Souls. Is like yeah. the vocabulary so tough that you probably don't understand it as you're reading it. <laughs> and you just eventually um, have to get good at reading. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It is. It is just like uh, dark fantasy. This like like gritty dark fantasy. But it's from like the eighties. So it, I imagine that it's like one of the first kind of like truly like. Uh, man, I'm talking out of my ass here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fantasy's old. Um, <laughs> I was I was explaining to Elena because we recently rewatched and we've talked about this. Uh, the the Lord of the Rings extended movies, and um, she was like, "Was this influential, Lord of the Rings?" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, yes." You know how I was like, you know how every fantasy creature is portrayed in all things the same way it's because of this it's because <laughs> like, of this. like you, you know how dungeons and dragons is about you're a party of people going to do a single complete a single task it's who all have different skills and abilities it's because of this. based on this well and even yeah. like the movies themselves like even, even the, the source movie, of yes. the movies we're oscar winning oscar nominated movies i sometimes still laugh when i think about the fellowship of the ring was an oscar nomination for best picture do you not like it I think it's a little, it's a little try hard of parts. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Um, um, two towers is my favorite just cause it's two like, towers is fucking bow, incredible. Bow, bow, bow. I, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I was telling Elena every single time we watch these movies, I'm like, do you know, um, return of the King record for most Oscars, any movie ever. 
She's like, what? Why? She's like, why is it not the second one? Because it's good. Like, that's a great <laughs> well, question. Because <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, like, that's the weakest one in my Lifetime opinion. Achievement Awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we talked about Lord of the Rings for mm-hmm. too long. We talked about manga for a little too long. I had some, we had some good lentil soup, so that's our oh, that's, food we, we talk had to get going about on. Food there, yeah. It's in box. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 178. My name is Peter Hunspitek. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. Justin, I have not spoken to you, I don't think, since we last recorded, and I hope you're doing well, man. I, so I just, it's, it's a bright moment for me when I get to talk to you. Yeah, I think I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you gotta say, we just had another third day of e-learning at my high school. We uh, had a cold, it was a it was a freeze in the middle of the night. There was an ice yeah. storm that happened. There was ice everywhere, allegedly. Had an e-learning day, so I didn't I didn't get to leave this chair most of the day. But can I tell you something? The way they've done it, anything. it's not fun. So we got to log in to each class period with our students at each, yep. the, the same time. I'm wearing my schedule right now because I forget what the schedule is. <laughs> but yeah. we, we have to log in and we have to check in and take attendance with the kids like it's a normal school day. So, yes, it is a snow day. Yes, I did get to sleep an additional hour in the morning because I didn't have to commute to work and get ready in the same way and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But... It feels like I just lived a regular school day, except it was in my house. I was going to say that kind of are there any like just like fully snow days anymore? We're just like we're not doing anything. (laughs) So what they call them, we have five of these e-learning days in the schedule that if we would not be in school, we'd have to make them up. So the e-learning prevents us from having to make these up. But Mm -hmm. once you get to five, they call them. I'm not kidding you. Act of God days. Amazing. And if you have an act of God day, you don't have to you don't have to make it up. It's pretty good. I know, I know. So you're at three so far? So yeah, we just... have three. So two more, and then we don't have to make up anything after that. So call them off. You know, keep going, keep going. Another. Yeah. I heard it's raining later this week. It's, it's going to be a little wet outside. Let's have an e-learning day. You know what? I know of when it started raining in the Bible, and then you know what happened? Flooded all of the Fertile Crescent, all right? It, Moses. You ever heard? No, not Moses. Uh, in yeah. the boat. Yeah. Well, that was Noah, no. but Moses Noah part of, had the ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Moses be, was around water, though. So it's, yeah. Yeah. those are all act of gods. Yes, and um, they there were no e-learning days then. So. No, no, they didn't have the uh, option. <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have the fortunate option of an e-learning. No, day. they were just using their tablets because it's like a stone. <laughs> okay, anyway, it was nothing. Um, <laughs> here's a preview of what's coming up in the news, Justin. Ubisoft thinks we need to get comfortable not owning games. Pal World becomes. A whole thing. I wrote it like that in our doc. And Xbox (laughs) shows off their new Indiana Jones game. We're going to talk about those headlines and more. Before we do, I want to tell you that you can join our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. You can become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, Dave Parker, GKS, and Josh Durham. Every single week, those deluxe Patreon producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. This week, um, uh, this past week, for work, I had to write my top 10 PS5, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch games. Um, And so Justin's going to be auditing me on my choices there. 
Um, so if you're interested in that, you can support us on Patreon. $3 a month, be, become that uh, deluxe Patreon producer tier. Uh, if not, that's all good. You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod, or, uh, and you can rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. But I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do. Um, although, son, I am proud of you. Um, or daughter, or whoever you are. I'm proud of you. Regard, I, like, hey, like, remove from the joke of me not being your dad. I'm proud of you. You got to 2024. It's hard. It's fucking hard out there. My car uh, died. Not died. It did. Um, it, an extremely costly fix. But we're still balling. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. And we ball. I actually can't talk about it. Now I forgot I'm, about it, and then I just... I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. What happened? Do you... Are we um, moving on? I need an entire new transmi- uh, transmission. Oh, that's a big one. Did your car just, it's like, stop in the middle of a road? It did on Ogden Avenue. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> um, I, was able to, I was able to get it to work to start. Uh, it, it basically just, like, it, it stopped accelerating, but, like, the, the RPM was up at, like, 6,000. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like... Vroom, but like it, it wasn't moving anywhere. Um, eventually, it it kicked on again. I got to where I was going, and then I drove to a mechanic and I called my mom. I was like, "Hey, pick me up! I, like I can't. I'm not gonna be able to get this home. Like, <laughs> whatever." Um, but I'm not here to talk about that and complain about that. Justin, I want to go to the Metacritic Roundup. Will you join me there? Let's go, Metacritic Roundup. So it begins. Last week we had Prince of Persia lost crown? Yeah. Forgotten crown? Sounds correct. Um, people like, people seem to like that. Uh, I'm potentially interested in checking that out. I have not yet, but we've got three games in the Metacritic Roundup. Justin, the first one I want to get into um, is The Last of Us Part Two Remastered. Now, this is the re-release of The Last of Us Part Two um, that includes some developer commentary, some lost levels, uh, guitar free play, a roguelike mode, um... And like a remastered version of the original game, like they they had those like side by side comparison shots that were just it's embarrassing, em- really embarrassing. Like, like embarrassing. At a certain point, don't that's not the selling point. You don't need to let us know that you don't. No, no. Um, so this scored a ninety one um, because of course it did. It's a re release of The Last of Us Part Two, and um, yeah. So everyone's just saying like like it's The Last of Us Part Two. What the fuck do you want from me? Um, people seem to like the roguelike mode, um, but. I'm not sure. I'm not going to pick this up. It's only a $10 upgrade if you've already got the games. Like, that's not terrible. But what what do you think about this, man? Yeah, I think I'll pick it up. I don't need to necessarily, like, play it immediately. But I'll just have it just to have it to have it. Um, You have the physical version, though, do you? Or not? I do. Can you still get the $10 upgrade with it? I have to assume so, right? You Maybe, but, like, yeah, maybe. I I will say, I don't think they're selling it full price for, like, the disc version or the, or, or if you're, like, buying it new i think it's like 50 dollars only which I, like to be honest with you like that's not bad i i thought i saw it at um i thought i saw it as uh a, a 20 dollar thing at walmart at one point that you could okay. buy it for 20 dollars. which hey that's great i like i like physical discs um and i like this game a lot um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's an incredible article on digital trends called the last of us part two remastered turns the original game into a cruel punchline, um, by Gio, uh, Colantino, uh, uh, which by the way, I, I know I say this every single time digital trends comes up, but like, if you're looking for like the best nuanced takes about the news and like happenings of the games industry, follow digital trends as gaming, uh, uh, section. But this article is interesting. I, I think it started out as a review and then they he sort of realized that like this is too much for a review do you know what i mean because it's not like an actual like 
people when people re- hear about like a game review, I think they're expecting something specific and this is not it. It basically talks about like how the last of us part, what the last of us part two is about and then how that game ends. And then it's like, do you want to do new game plus to go through all of that again with a fucking machine gun? <laughs> You know, and and then like this game is basically that again, right? Like, how would you play this again? But this time with with a a violent roguelike mode, <laughs> you know. Um, but it, from 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 what I've read about this though, the game, this is a good read by the way. Uh, unrelated to this though, from what I've read about this, it, it seems like the director commentary, the lost level stuff, is pretty simple and bare bones, and, and like not like all that. It's not that it's not interesting, but it is. Uh, shallow is maybe the, the word for it where there's just like not much to it. Um, so I, I don't know if that's exactly the selling point that they maybe made it out to be. You know what I mean? I think if, if we're look, really looking at this, the fact that they have re-released this, I think the actual like purchasing it full price. Obviously, if you've never played this game before, this is the way you should buy it, right? Yeah. Like this is probably the definitive version to buy. If you're cheap and if you need to save money and you don't want to like necessarily pay full price, you can buy it for the PS4 and you'll be fine. But I think like this is kind of the best of both worlds because for $10, if you already own the game, you can get extra stuff. And I think yeah. all that new content that is worth $10 at the very least, right? Yeah. Like uh, a new game mode, direct developers commentary, some lost levels that $10 to go back in a game you love for new stuff. I think that's worth it. Um, yeah. Agreed. And like, I, I understand why this, I, I think part of the worst part of this release is that this is just one of those almost gross trends that Naughty Dog seems to do a lot, specifically with The Last of Us. Let's just keep re-releasing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like that's the part that's kind of like, ugh. But for $10, I can get this and I can get that extra stuff too. I think this is the way that if I were to buy this, which not yet, but if I were, this is the way I'd want to buy it. Agreed. I, I don't think this is like egregious or some sort of like, like, I, I think the price point for this is, is in my opinion, super fair. Um, it, it, you know, it's interesting too. Um, they market this guitar free play like section. I would be interested in checking that out as a guitar player myself, because um, I thought that it was fun in the last of us part two, when you do sit down with a guitar. Um, it's not a good guitar simulator though. Yeah, it's not like, how you like, play it, guitar. It, no, but it, it, it's it like, like it doesn't feel good to play no no <laughs> like like I, you can string songs together i guess but like you can't like you, you have to like strum a single chord at a time like it's not like you're not actually playing the guitar you know what i'm trying to say like, yeah yeah i mean you but the cool thing is that this was something that people were doing when they were going to yes. those segments and they were doing like high level playing and they're like you know what we can just make this another game mode so people can do that even you know yeah. again it's just another extra thing. But you're right. It is not a guitar simulator. If you think you're going to learn how to play guitar because of this game. No, 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 no. But I guess I guess what I'm also saying, though, is like like even as someone who is who would go in and mess around with like playing songs and whatever, you can't like actually play like like songs that well. You know, um, there, there there is some cool stuff that, again, I would be interested in checking out with the guitar simulator or the guitar free play thing, because like you can add like reverb to the room you can change change oh, the style of guitar that is actually really um, cool yeah and, and so like like they had a um a deal with taylor guitars the the guitar that she plays is a taylor guitar which it's a very very nice uh, acoustic guitar brand um 
and so you can play the they make electric guitars too that are kind of weird um like not weird but like interesting um and, and so the, you can play one of those electric guitars in the game as well I, i'm just trying to say like this sounds like something that i would be interested in sort of like checking out as a musician myself but yeah and it seems um, just more than like here's the mode in a different place it seems like they actually put some yeah deep, so, some actual in effort into it and, and yeah. yeah um so yeah there you go uh last of us part two remastered uh what is that a 91 uh but i feel like you are you you already know if you want to play this game yeah um also hey uh, uh i made a video about the last of us part two remastered um that you can watch on the dual shockers youtube channel i worked really hard on it and um i think it's pretty good yeah you, sh- you should g- give it a like i like uh, it's really cool to see to see uh my, my good podcast buddy over here do something cool like this so um can i i meant to I, I should probably ask you this not on our podcast but um can i use a picture of you in my next video sure what is it it'll make you laugh okay yeah of course yeah, it'll, be, it'll be fun okay <laughs> <laughs> you'll think it's funny all right um let me just say that anyway uh next game in the metacritic roundup is like a dragon infinite wealth scores went up for this this morning um releasing on the 26th so um on friday Scored a 90. Um, I am not surprised by this at all. Uh, Yakuza has has quickly, I feel like over the past like four years or so, like risen in the ranks of like gaming royalty in terms of like franchise stuff. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Um, and so like a dragon, infinite wealth is as I think a lot of people have described. I don't remember where I saw this. So I apologize for not um, being able to properly cite this, but it's like the most Yakuza game ever. <laughs> um, and and yeah, this this looks like a good version of of these sorts of games uh, as, as the next mainline entry in the uh, Like a Dragon series. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah, I think interesting. Um, I am a little shocked it scored a ninety. To be honest, like I, I figured this game would be good, but like I know this is arbitrary, but you start to hit that ninety number, and that just to me like screams like not just like a good game. It like it starts to get to more of like an excellent game. I think the yeah. first one was like in mid eighties. If I if I'm correct, I could pull it up, but I don't want to. Um, uh, which one? Like Yakuza, like, like a, a dragon. dragon. Yeah, Yakuza, like a dragon. And I love that game. I thought it was. I love the style of it. Um, eighty four. I okay. Eighty four. Uh, I loved the um, the humor. I loved all that stuff. But then I went to play um uh the, uh the judgment game yeah and i'm like oh this is really doing the same thing <laughs> sure 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 um it, like the combat was different for it but like the everything else was kind of the same and then i tr- try to go back and play yakuza zero and i was like well this is a worse version of what i've just played but the same thing of what i just played um but I do feel like the RPG aspects of this, which they seem to have kind of revamped a little bit, so it's not quite the same turn-based combat, um, uh, a little bit more action-y for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm saying I'm not, like, disappointed. I'm pleasantly surprised that this has scored so well. And because I like the first one so much, I might pick up this one now more so than I think I would have if it was just, like, a, a good scoring game. Sure, sure. And also, sorry, 90 is the meta score. Uh, on Xbox Series X, it scored a 93 on PC and 89 and PS5 and 90. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, so people love this. Whoa, um, that's crazy. 93 yeah. on Xbox? That's wild. That is wow. that is significant. Um, yeah, I, I probably won't pick this up. I liked what I played of Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, but it, I, I just don't know if I have time in my life for this. I'm Justin, I'm trying to finish Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, good luck with that, man. Like I will eventually. Yeah. Um, but it is so like 
I'm not in Act Two yet. Uh, in Act Three yet. Mm. I think I just got. I finished the battle, the final battle of Act Two, but like, I still have so much. <laughs> yeah, um, I still have so much. Can I? Can we just talk about Baldur's Gate for just half a second? Please do. So, um, I've been playing with my wife and. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been role playing. Carrot's been running around being the most positive little uh, gnome, half elf, whatever he is. Um, and uh, he eventually decided he had to find love, Peter, and he found that love in Carlac, right? In Carlac. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I solved her heart. She can now touch me. I can touch her. I did the water thing when I put water on her to give her a, a little smooch. It was fun. Yeah. But then I actually solved her, solved her thing. And yeah. let me tell you, the, one of the first things she wanted to do was bone good old Carrot. Yeah, dude, I get it. So we're sitting there, that. and I didn't expect, like, right at the beginning of Act Two, you'd get you get a full on sex scene. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you you got a full on sex scene. You saw a lot of nudity. Yeah. Um, and the quote the quote of the century um, from my wife was when they were they were doing it. She goes, "Oh, that's not a baby carrot." <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's full stock. Yeah, well, um, full, yeah, he's, he is. Yeah, not a little half carrot there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's also it's funny good. because every time Carlette goes down to kiss him, she has yeah. to kneel. <laughs> That's funny. So That's very funny. He really thought of everything in this game. Baldur's Wait, did you see Carrot's dick? Yeah. And balls? Yeah. Well, what? I don't know if you saw the, the balls. I just, you yeah, know, okay. yeah, wasn't. <laughs> let me tell you, not really, not really focusing in on on the sex scene. You know what I mean? Did I miss a sex scene? Gotta look them up on YouTube. Gotta watch the full compilation of all <laughs> fucking 90 of them. Let's type in <laughs> Carlac Carrot sex scene. Maybe I did. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, I've, I've not put a lot of time into it. I played a bunch this morning. Um, I've been g- getting up early to walk on my little treadmill oh. um, and and play Baldur's Gate because I want to fucking finish this game. Um, but now it, we've also gotten to the point um, of, of the year where like now I am playing games for work. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So like now I just don't have the time to really do it unless I like literally wake up early to make the time. So Um, final game of the Metacritic Roundup is Tekken 8 Universal Metacritic score 90 on PS5 scored a 90 Xbox Series X an 87 and PC a 94. I don't know jack fucking squat about Tekken, but I know that people are really excited about it right now. Um, uh, this game comes out on the 26th as well, alongside Like a Dragon. I'm going to say move over 2023. 2024 is the next best year of gaming, huh? Huh? I, 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 it's kind of significant, right? I mean, like, like to have three games in the Metacritic Roundup where, like, each of them scored above a 90, or at least, is is pretty significant, right? Like, right. Right. Like, and then you also add Prince of Persia in there, which I think is a lot of like a like lot of people's like surprisingly like, yeah. like well reviewed game that people seem to really really dig and like. Um, and, and then like next week, uh, ish. Wait, when is next week? Yeah, I mean Persona comes out next Friday. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have to imagine that's going to score pretty well based on everything about that. But like, yeah, is twenty twenty four like? kind of fucking stacked <laughs> i guess i i gotta say i don't think i was playing this fantasy uh critic right i think i did not in fact predict that these games would be scoring as well as they would so i think this means that all the games i thought would be scoring well are actually gonna really suck so or maybe or maybe everything is incredible and like it's all just all up in the air uh, south park I mean? snow day game of the year 10 out of 10 
Yeah, man. Uh, you got to call it Act of God. Act of God. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, like, I'm not going to check out Tekken fighting games. are not my thing. Uh, I don't have anything to say about this other than like, holy shit. Like, and the fact that Street Fighter just released and was received so well. And I mean, I think to a lesser extent, Mortal Kombat 1 was was received, but like it still was received really well. You know what I mean? So like. Fighting game fans like lots, lots to play, lots to to sink their teeth into. Yeah, it seems um, like a, like a I don't want to call it necessarily like a renaissance of fighting games, but like you have these big series that are coming out, like uh, you know, Street Fighter. Um, was that five or six that came out last year? Six. Yeah, Street Fighter Five was kind of like a down, like a down turn. It, it, it was not well received. Yeah, and then we come out Initially. with Street Fighter Six, and that one is one of the top games of the year. Um, yeah, Tekken Eight, great game. Um, what's that other fighting game people like? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. People like that one, right? Super Smash Brothers. I mean, that, that one. Super Smash Bros, man. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. That was also a good one that came out last <laughs> that also year. That came out last year, Oh, yeah. my God. That was the best um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl yet. Exactly. Out of all, all two of them, they just get better with every release is what we've been saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, Justin, uh, do you want to talk about Baldur's Gate 3 at all anymore? Like I said, I, like I've not played a ton of it. I'm just trying to beat it. Uh, I, I love it. It's really good. But uh, I am I also like I put, I, I'm at 70 hours at this point. Yes. And I, like, I'm not trying to say that I'm ready for it to be over, but like because I'm enjoying it. But like I also have other stuff to do. You know? yep, I think my opinions of it are the same. Uh, I fight. I try to avoid combat when at all possible. And it feels like the further you get in the game, the harder that yeah, is. That stops being the case yeah so you just have to fight more um we just did the part there's like a, a defense thing in the uh second act when you're like in this like inn and you have to like fight all these things that come in yep yep yep. and we i think we did it like three or four times to try to like do it correctly um and uh, i didn't have fun doing that <laughs> did you did it, did it did it work did they take uh isabel or did, did you you save her it did it work oh yeah we saved her we saved her yeah okay because I mean, they can take her um and then that's a whole plot thing. You can save her. She can die. I think you can kill certain kids. Like it's a whole thing. But yeah, was, yeah, we did it. But that was yeah. yeah. And the first time we did it, we were all in different places. So like half of the thing was just us going the slow route of like walking one by one and trying to dash up there. But we were like so yeah. far out of the way. Uh, Every but, single time I get in combat, though, uh, uh, Shadowheart has this incredible ability. It's like spirit guardians or something like that, where she like in a radius around her can deal like it's like either four between four and 40 fucking radiant damage. And it's amazing because that's like incredible. It's just walk through a group of enemies. You can just light them all on fire. Um, but she can walk three feet and mm. it's like shadow heart. Why? Are, like, did you even show up today? Like, thank you for showing up. <laughs> I read, uh, I was reading an article. I forget where it was, but they were talking about how shadow heart is like the main character. Um, yeah. And like if you're doing yeah. the origin characters, like Shadowheart is like the main character of main characters, like that's the one. I mean, it, interesting to to think about that way. Like she's one of the few companions that you can't turn away. She'll just show up in your party um at a certain point. Oh, really? Yeah. She could die, but she might just show up in yeah. your party. Um I well, Act 2 is 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 pretty Shadowheart heavy. Yeah. Um for for a lot of that stuff. Well, and, and also like she was really easy to romance. Like I tried not to and then I, like I, when I talk to her, like in the first like two hours, I'm like, so what do you think of me? And she's like, to be frank, like you're the most incredible person I've ever met. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! And I, and, I don't, and I don't know if I'll ever meet anyone whoa. else like you. Like, what did like, I yeah, do? Like, you've, 
but it's also like all I've done so far is piss you off. <laughs> like, like, truly, like what? Where is this coming from? Um, I've also just in uh, for work. I, I played a significant chunk of Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Four Remake. Both are very good games. Both are very very good games. Uh, same opinion as before. Yep, uh, I'm working on a video right now comparing the two. Um, <laughs> basically just like talking about their merits and, and stuff like that and and so that'll be up on on next tuesday a week from today um i was saying i grow my hair out like leon what do you think should i do that i think you should do it i think leon is a good looking gentleman um i think i want that jacket that he has yeah the big like leathery like i'm not a, like a duster but you know i'm gonna saying. grow out my hair like him and then i'm gonna Amazing. wear ada's like onesie yeah that's good yeah. that's very good figure um, very flattering <laughs> yeah most I, people. I, I specifically me yeah yeah um, I, I wrote this down and I don't know if it's going to make in the video or not, but, uh, Leon is like a guy who has like gets a jacket and then that's his whole personality. Yep. Like just has cool jacket, you know? I think I'm that person. I bought a jacket and I've literally been wearing it ever. It's it changes like, it's, everything about a man. It's like, it, a, like it, and it's like a, yeah. a, it's a thin jacket, but it's also like great in the cold. It's great to just yeah. wear. Yeah. No, I th- no, you're not wrong for that, but, yeah. um, Resident Evil 4, good game. Uh, I've, I see here you played something called Last War. What is that? You know those fucking ads on the social media that it's like, want to play a game? Like play a game that's that's really a game or not a game that's really a game? And it's like those ones where like you have the soldiers and you're like shooting the barrels yeah. and the things like that. Well, yeah. I was like, is this really a game? So I went on my phone, bought that bitch, and it is a number game. One of the ones that I have a problem with, Peter. Um, okay. Uh, it's it's already been a problem, um, but it's a little... So it starts off, it actually is that game. Like, a lot of what you have to do is that game, with the exception of you have to make the numbers go up to do that game correctly. Um, and if you, if you again, it's one of those games when you're the soldiers and, like, the barrels are coming at you, you got to shoot, like, 86 on those barrels in order to get, like, two guys, and then there's, like, oh, zombies oh, coming at oh, you. Okay, I'm, I just looked up what this is. Yes, I, I know what this is. Yeah, so, so, yes, that is actually the game, except that you have to make your base bigger to make the numbers bigger, and there's a lot of, like, exclamation marks all over the app. So, like, right now I just opened it up, <laughs> and I could probably, like, press these exclamation marks for, like, the next, I don't know, 20 minutes and not get them all... Uh, accomplished at this point yeah. Uh, but yeah I can tell it's a problem and I will probably delete this game within a week but um, is it a good I, game no <laughs> do the numbers go up big yes <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Sudoku on my phone does that count yeah. should I write that in the, yeah. in the, in the, on the doc yeah you put that on um, there, put that on there. How, how many hours have you done into Sudoku um, a lot yeah. a lot actually a significant amount um, tells you, you how long you've been working on a puzzle what's that can you ever just like do all of the Sudoku? Um, no. I, I think there's an infinite number of them, probably. I mean, um, my, I, my they gr- have they have different levels of, of difficulty though. So you have to do like, it's like you have to do like ten hard ones to unlock super hard, and then you got to do like fifteen super hard ones to unlock like the extra hard ones or whatever. But is there one that's just blank? There's just a five in the middle. It's just, just a five. Luck. Good luck. Good luck, man. <laughs> um, there is a hint. That, so basically, you can do like you can like not you can pencil in numbers essentially. And um, there's a hint feature where, like, if you're stuck, like, it'll show you, like, a single cell and it'll tell you why. It'll say, like, okay, okay. well, if you've seen these, you can do this. I was playing once and um, I was, like, super stumped. I was like, I can't fucking figure anything out. And it basically said, like, to do this next one, you need to fill. Here is every single number you could pencil in. <laughs> and it just filled the whole board. And like, I was like, this sucks. Like, this was not a hint. Yeah, like, no, I know. no, no, no. Yeah, this is the kind of the point. <laughs> it basically just went, yeah, I don't know. 
Justin, let's talk about the news. Let's do it. First thing, um, Ubisoft, you know them. We've talked about them before. Um, they, uh, the, the, who, who, what is his, what is his role here? Uh, uh, Philip Tremblay, Philippe Tremblay, the director of subscriptions at Ubisoft, um, spoke with gamesindustry.biz about, um, subscription services and, uh, uh, here's, we, we were, weren't we looking at them last week or so? They're like the Ubisoft plus premium or whatever yep. it was called. Yep. Yep. Couple, yeah. Um, cause yeah, they, they have their own subscription service. Um, that I would be, I'd be curious to see how many sort of subscribers they get. Cause I feel like game pass is obviously the really, really big subscription service. And then, you know, PlayStation plus is obviously another big one. Um, although like to me, for whatever reason, I don't like in my head, that's not like a subscription service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that might just be the, because of like it's branding or whatever. And then there's obviously the, my Nintendo stuff or the Nintendo online stuff. Um, but so Ubisoft plus, uh, uh, basically, uh, Philip, Philippe Tremblay said this, I'm going to read you this full quote for this from games industry is I don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the different subscription services that are out there, we've had a rapid expansion over the last couple of years, but it's still relatively small compared to other models. We're seeing expansion on consoles as the likes of PlayStation and Xbox bring new people in on PC from a Ubisoft standpoint, it's already been great, but we are looking to reach out more on PC. So we see opportunity there. And then here it comes. One of the things I saw we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like DVD having and owning games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. As gamers grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in the game or your engagement with the game. So it's about feeling comfortable within not owning your games. Um, that's, that's, he said some weird stuff here. I mean, just like the idea of like, uh, <laughs> where where did, what, what did he say here um that that they got comfortable not owning their cd cd or dvd collection um as gamers grow comfortable in that aspect uh, there was there was one specific thing he said that made me laugh um let me see what it is um what is your initial your initial thoughts on this it's interesting because i feel like if we go back in the day back in the day of the beginning of the television we're going all yeah. the way back there you got what was on that TV. You bought your TV. Yep. You got what was on there. Um, didn't have the option to like record stuff. No DVRs. None of that kind of stuff. Um, and like that was just kind of the way things were. Like you don't own TV. You don't. Yeah. Uh, now you can go and buy DVDs of stuff. You can have all that kind of stuff. But even then, do you still have a VHS player in your house? VHS? No. Yeah. Uh, obviously DVD players, I think are still pretty like commonplace and everything like that. But, um, I especially think, with game consoles, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I have a CD player in my house. Um, I do not. Um, I'm sure you can probably put it in a console that has a disc drive. I don't know if you can, if without it blowing up, but like, I know I don't have a CD player anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't have one. So where do you listen to music? How do you own music? It's on like Spotify, but I don't Spotify, that, right? right? Right. And I have, yeah. I use YouTube music cause I'm an old man. Um, but like, I, I understand like about the owning of it, but we as people have just suddenly 
whether we want to or not, in these other things, kind of just accepted the fact that either this media eventually we won't play, be able to play with it, or play it anymore, or use it anymore, um, or we just have I have bins in my other room of all my like old like cartridge games and all my old yeah. DVDs and stuff like that, all my old VHSs. I have a bunch of the Disney D- uh, VHSs that like with those like little fat like soft cases on them you know what i'm talking about right i know what you're talking about but like i can't play them i just have them to have them as a collection and i don't use them as a collection i just have them in my my own they're just stuff that i have um so i think if i were a collector you'd want to collect this stuff you'd want to have this stuff but i really think like we're in a like the the having stuff we have too much stuff and i think that I, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I think we have accepted it more than we are admitting that we don't own our stuff anymore in the same way that we used to. Yes. And, and I think he does bring up a good point, right? About like, you know, you don't really own movies anymore. You yeah. don't really own music anymore. And I think the difference is that like, uh, to me, the, the big difference is, yeah, well, music doesn't cost me 70 full dollars. You know what I mean? And games do. Uh, the, the quote that I was looking for is where he says, one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to having and owning their games. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I, I don't think that he's entirely wrong about this. I, I think like this blew up and a lot of people got got pretty angry at him for saying this. But like, I, I, I don't think that he's entirely wrong. Right. About especially about like music and DVDs and, and, and all that sort of stuff, because, yeah, I don't I have I have four DVDs uh, or Blu-rays, excuse me. Um, and, and like. That's it, <laughs> you know, and, and those are the things that are mine. And then for everything else is just on Netflix or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, it, it is it is a a like uh, problems the wrong word. It's just like something to think about moving forward. That said, yeah, well, you look like you, just oh, oh, you go with what you're saying, because I think we're about to say the same thing. You want to talk about Matt P- Piscatella? Oh, no, I was going to talk about the fact that even if he's right, the way he's saying it. Very bad. Very bad. And also, it is his job to say that. Like it is, it, it benefits him for that to be the reality because that's his job. He's as the subs- guy of subscriptions at Ubisoft. Like, right. And like, I don't think his argument with that is a good one. Like, well, fuck it. Like, you don't care. Like, that, that's not like what that's you should be it's, selling me that the subscription is something that's a good thing. It's worth it. It's as worth opposed it. to just being like, well, fuck you. You shouldn't have, you don't need yeah. to have these oh, anyway. Oh, you want to okay. own physical media? Well, screw you. Yeah. Like, like to me, like to me, that's the, the tone thing of how he's saying that because while it is true and while we have slowly kind of like conditioned away from owning stuff, like it, that doesn't mean people are okay with that. And yes. I think you starting to bring that, the more you bring that up and the more you put voice to it, like in this weird, you don't actually own that movie you bought on Amazon. It's yeah, only a digital like, uh, a license that you're owning, right? Like, I don't think people want to hear that. That makes it worse. That makes me not want to no. subscribe. That makes me want to buy physical stuff. Yes, and that's the other thing, too. It's it's just, like, you're right. Like, it's weird coming from this one guy yeah. because of who he is. <laughs> and so for for them to, for him not to recognize, eh, this is a bad look. <laughs> like, you know, just don't yeah. do that. Oh, oh. Um, Matt Piscatella, the executive director and video game industry analyst at Circana, um, formerly known as NPD, um, tweeted this, and I think this is very interesting. Subscription growth has flattened, and subservices on console and PC platform, uh, platforms accounts for only 10% of total video game content spending in the U.S. I think that's an interesting number. He says, I get that some people want to protect their preferred model, but the idea that subs will become dominant is unsupported by data. 
Subs have been more additive than cannibalistic and offer players, devs, and pubs more choice in how to play or how to go to market. Fear-mongering on this topic is quite unnecessary. Um, and I do like that he said his final tweet is, I see this tweet has reached the I'm going to argue with you about points you never made stage. Time to mute. <laughs> Ciao, friends. <laughs> um, yeah, so so like this this is someone who I would trust more than most about about the relevance of subscriptions, right? It is in Ubisoft's best interest to say subscriptions are growing and that, you know, they account for a lot of our sales. It is in Microsoft's best interest to say that because of Game Pass and whatever. But this guy, he's an analyst. He, he sees a lot of this like these this data that is not necessarily public information. So for him to say that subscriptions only account for about 10% of total video game spending, that's significant to me in that it feels like it's way more. These companies want you to feel like it's way more, but so far it's not. I would be curious to see how that compares to like the film industry as opposed to like DVD sales versus subscription sales. I assume that's going to be way more, but um, yeah. What do you think? I, of that? I think uh, I, I wonder too, if we're talking about why things have flattened, I think I have fewer subscriptions now than I used to have mostly because there are so many subscription services too many. I too have expensive. to have that I can't keep them all. So it's to that point where, Peter, I don't own Netflix. I don't think I do either. Uh, I, let, me, let me tell you, I have uh, the subscription services I have are PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, uh, or Switch, you know, and uh, that's it. Everything else I'm leeching from my parents. And when they don't have it, because they recently had a we had a big email chain with me and my siblings about like what are you using now you know what i mean because i don't watch a lot of tv anyway so like i'm just yeah. so like whatever you guys end up choosing is fine but that's the thing i have logins to the things that they have but like they got rid of a bunch of stuff that they don't use anymore so like i'm like i if they ever get rid of it then i have to either decide like if i want it or not you know and we're getting to the point too where companies are going to stop letting us leech i mean netflix the reason i don't have netflix anymore is yep. because we were oh, leeching yeah, i can't use it cuz yeah. cuz they won't we, let me we do we it we were anymore. leeching with both of our parents accounts um yeah. and now that we don't have that it's like well, we don't really actually watch it enough to like keep it no. and like pay for it um right now i own disney plus uh how else am i going to watch bluey you know what i mean We've been we've been keeping up with the Percy Jackson show. Is it good? Okay. Well, how much time you got, man? Like, oh no. <laughs> um, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I, I could talk about this for nine fucking hours. <laughs> it starts really bad. Yeah. Like really bad for the first like four or five episodes, and then the last two have been like, okay, these they all right, they're getting, getting there. Now. We're getting it. But for five episodes, for it to be like truly, truly trash, awful, wild. I do think of a lot of series that did start out that way that ended up to be oh, good. Oh, sure. Um, but, sure. Um, by the way, Halo Season 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, that's happening. They try, They're threatening huh? to release it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you were saying. So I have Disney+. Plus. I have the game subscription services. But I even lowered down my subscription for my PlayStation 1 because I don't use that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, I have... Um, we have Peacock. Or no, yeah, Peacock. Yeah. Catch um, on Survivor, I get it. And Hulu. Yeah. Oh, you know, we we had uh, Dropout TV. That's like the old college humor people. Mm. They have like a bunch of different game shows and stuff that are great. We uh, unsubscribed though this year just because like we just don't watch it enough. And $60 a year, which is like not bad. Like that's that's really quite affordable, but we just didn't have the, 
the the cash. I guess I have uh, YouTube TV too, but like I kind of count oh, that sure. as cable, which I guess that technically counts. But I do watch sports enough to make it worth it. I'm mean, also going to watch yeah. a Bears game. Uh, speaking of which, when YouTube TV is great, almost every case you can on your phone anywhere watch it. We went to Michigan a couple weeks ago, and the Bears were playing, and I'm like, I got YouTube TV. I put it on. We weren't in Chicagoland area TV viewing. I had to put in the current like location of where we were, so I couldn't watch the Bears game. I was oh, so upset. Oh, that's so weird. I know. That is so extremely weird. I know. But anyway, that was that was my little story They lost, about that. I bet. So. Oh, uh, yeah. We well, you know. <laughs> well, they, I don't know. I, I, under, my understanding is they're not very good right now. Uh, no, I think they won that time. game. They think they won that oh, game. Yeah. Egg on my face. Yeah. Well, I know. It's fine. We all, we all get those, those it's moments. True. Yeah. It's true. Um, so, yeah. So, there you go. Um, It'll be, I'll be interested to see like what what comes of of streaming and games just because like you know streaming has t- taken such an odd turn for TV you know what I mean because we're like uh, this is not a new observation we're just at cable again right but yeah. like all the different packages that people offer and it's like yep. every single place has a channel you know what I mean it's just like a different form of it um, so I will be curious to see like if if games takes a more subscription based model too because like Ubisoft I think is one of the publishers that could do it right. EA does one, right? I think maybe like Devolver Digital could do one. I think maybe Annapurna as a more of a like indie, maybe the two of those would get together, do more of an indie subscription service. But like at a certain point, like publishers just aren't big enough to be able to compete with like Game Pass or PlayStation Plus or whatever. So um I, I, like it's less diverse in my I think than like TV and film is. But um Justin, rumor has it that Hayden Christian is sin is going to be the voice of shadow, the hedgehog in the Sonic three movie. Um, I can't express to you how good that is. I know it's perfect. And it? it's fucking <laughs> perfect. It's perfect casting. I, I would have accepted, um, who play oh, Adam driver. I think he would have, Oh been my good. God. Can you imagine that? Even rage <laughs> yeah, filled, punching through a wall poorly. Um, yeah. I think I love, Hayden Christensen is one of those people who like got shit for all of his acting when he was in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I thought he was legitimately compelling in Obi Wan. Um, yeah, he was good in Obi Wan. I mean, I mean that, and, that, that final uh, that final scene to like where, where he's got the half the mask torn yeah, off and all that. Yeah, I mean, specifically compared to what he was like, and I think he's just one of those people who yeah, give him more, give him more opportunities. I like that guy. Get him, get him back yeah. in there. Um, let's really let's really typecast him as that moody kind of like whispery guy with a voice like this. Um, yeah, but like that's so good for Shadow too. Like, damn, that's do, quite good. Do you think the audition line was just Maria? Maria. That was yeah. all he had to do. Yeah. Because what else or does he what say? Do you say? Like, damn, not here. <laughs> Shadow. Okay. Um, I was explaining to Elena. I was like, "Do you know anything about Shadow?" And she's like, "I honestly couldn't tell you what he looked like." I was like, "Well, he's black and red." Um, good. And I was like, "Do you do you know what he uses?" And she's like, what do you, what do you mean by that? And I was like, yeah, that was a vague way. Of, that was a weird way of asking it. I was like, um, shadow fucking loves guns. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like, he's running around with like a handgun. Like it's, it's good. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Shadow. I, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, Justin, something that you and I have, have sort of talked about, but like, do we say this every single week as, as more and more like games industry layoffs come and like we, we've, said yes and no depending on like what it is um and whether or not it's newsworthy and not new it's always newsworthy but like there there's just been a lot of layoffs and there's not much to say about it uh similarly i don't know much to say about this other than like this is a pretty significant uh, uh layoff is riot games announced that 
Um, they're laying off 11% of its workforce, which is 530 employees. Um, they also said that Riot Forge, which is like, their, I think their publishing house for um, developing for, for like League of Legends associated games. So like there were two last year, I think. I don't remember what they were called, but they were like, do you know what I'm talking about? The games that were like based off the characters. Yeah, where it's like a League of Legends game, yep. but it's not League of Legends. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like this one guy and his adventures. Yeah, so they are shutting that down as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty bleak out there, man. I mean, their their um, their severance packages are, are pretty excellent. Um, I mean, I mean they their pay they get. Uh, I'll just read these real quick. Not that this matters that much, but like severance pay. Um, people are getting a minimum six month salary, which is great. Um, they're everyone's getting a hundred percent cash bonus for their 2023 annual performance bonuses their health care i believe continues um throughout their employment and and there's some additional medical benefits there um let's see here uh uh equity in the company they, they uh i think they keep that um yeah they, they they get to keep all that they get to have um i i think this is pretty solid it says computer a laptop a laptop is an essential part of finding new work so after returning their work computers writers that's what they call their employees will have the option to request a laptop from it if they don't have one at home they can keep their current peripherals like headset mouse and keyboard i think that's great like like to me in my opinion it seems like they are offering support for the people they're laying off. It says they've got career support here too. Uh, writers will have immediate access to a job placement services for six months, including career coaching, networking, resume writing and review and more to help them transition to a new job. I'm not happy that people were let, were laid off. I'm not happy that 530 people were laid off. I think that fucking sucks, but I, I, I do think that like they are offering some, some pretty solid severance options. Um, and and I don't know. It, it, it's not good, but like to me, I look at this and I go, uh, at least they're giving people options. Do you know what I mean? Is that shitty of me? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think think about that. Like we could do the math and find out how much that that is. Um, so the cost benefit analysis is that yeah. they are going to save more money laying these people off and paying them for half and a year, all that up, yeah, than keeping them there. And I think like. I would say this is a more responsible way to lay people off by having a solid severance package. Granted, I haven't always heard of what these other companies' severance packages are, if at all. Um, many of them uh, don't, don't have them, have them or they're all. not great. Right. Yeah. So this is a company, uh, Riot Games must be worth a couple billion, right? Like, this is a huge company. Oh, yeah, they're fucking right. enormous. Because so, they do Valorant and League of Legends and something else. So to me, the, the the reason this is disturbing, other than the fact that more people have lost their jobs, is that their projected numbers of what they would make by keeping these people on are significantly less, or not significantly, are less than yeah. them paying them a good severance package. Like, I, w I just wonder, like, was this a result of hiring booms during the pandemic? Is this a result of uh, poor management? Is this a result of there, there has to be some reason why there are so many layoffs like this? Because the, the games industry seems to be f making more money than ever in terms of like these big, great games coming out. And we are still losing people at this alarming rate. So, yeah, it sucks to, to, to lose these jobs. But like this is only going to continue to weaken the foundation of the gaming industry to a point where 
what's it going to look like? How are we going to get people to go into these in, into this industry to make the games that we love to to do this kind of stuff if it is not a viable place to keep people employed? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It is it it is concerning on so many different levels, from the human cost to what it means for the industry to what it means about getting a a a, a game a good game. I, I don't know. This is just sickening really that this keeps happening yeah and two things uh one to my understanding riot games is like an, a great place to work like just from from what i have seen bits and pieces of i don't know if that's still super true or not but like to my understanding people who work at riot are like are, are relatively happy there um and then uh, to answer one of your questions here's here's what they uh said this is from their press release about it they said um for most of our history we've managed to avoid days like this but this decision is critical for the future of riot this isn't to appease shareholders or hit a quarterly earnings number it's a necessity over the past Past few years, as Riot more than doubled in headcount, we spread our efforts across more and more projects without sharp enough razors to decide what players needed most. The adjustments were making uh, aim to focus us on the areas that we haven't had the greatest impact um, that we have the greatest impact on your experience while reducing investment on things that don't. Um, so, like over hiring, right, and, and just like spreading too thin. Um, despite you know hire, over hiring, uh, it just seems like that's that's what it is. They're just got too big over the past few years ah, it sucks it sucks so i believe we're already at mo- way well over uh 2500 bucks uh 2500 um um layoffs in the games industry yeah um, this I mean, year so i feel far. like someone's got to be counting these numbers somewhere like Kotaku. In the, in the, okay that's every single layoff that happens they count and they tally it all up um it's very bleak but it's also i think important yes um, especially because like like last year you know i mean it was so significant estimates between seven and ten thousand people lost their jobs right so like i think it's a good idea to track it now and to say every single time a, le- a studio gets closed or people get laid off put it down you know um and it's just it's so it's so disheartening though too because like think about like okay five fucking hundred people are now in the job pool in the games industry on top of the 10,000 that were in the pool from last year, right? Where are they going to work? Where? Like, like what studio is hiring those? You know what I mean? Whatever. Uh, these are all things that we've said before. So, uh, Pal World, <laughs> a game that was not on my fucking radar um, at all. Um, basically, it, it launched in early access on Game Pass, Steam, and I think PlayStation. And, um, Hit some incredible sales. Um, so over 5 million sales um, since it went on sale on Friday. So in less than a week, 5 million sales and a concurrent player count on Steam of over 1.3 million. That is significant. Um, this was like, I've known about this game like on my periphery for a little while. It's just like Pokemon with guns and crafting is essentially like what the game is, like the pitch of the game. And um, then it blew the fuck up. In a way, obviously, like it blew up in terms of like players and everything like that. But have you been following any of like the controversy surrounding this, Justin? Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I want to share with you uh, this uh, tweet that I saw today um, by none other than uh, Sean Murray um, of uh, yes. of yes. Hello Games No Man's Sky fame. Um, and I, I feel like this is kind of like one of the perfect like ways to like look at what is wrong with this game. Um, so it is the the meme of when George Bush heard about 9-11. So he's like, look, he's in the, the grade school class reading his yeah. book. And then one of his uh, <laughs> Secret Service people walks up to him to let him know. 
And um, over the Secret Service face, it says another million people have purchased Pal World. And then George Bush has his Nintendo over his head. Um, and he's just giving that like stoic look like oh, we're about to rain terror. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. get ready. Um, but I mean, this is the big controversy because Pal World literally, literally looks like it has copied models or strongly influenced its models based on Pokemon characters. Okay. Yes. But I think there's a big asterisk that needs to happen around this conversation. We don't make games. Correct. I don't know fucking anything about making video games. I don't know anything about 3D models. The journey of Pal World in the public eye has been um, very, very weird. I would like to start at the beginning. Initially, people thought that Pal World was using AI a generative AI to that. And it took existing Pokemon designs used AI to create 3d models that they could then use, um, in their game. And the reason that people thought this was because of, um, some of the art for some of these, like, I don't know what they call them, monsters, pal world, Pokemon pals, um, isn't, pals are not great. <laughs> like, like some of them, some of them just like, don't look very good. Um, and then also there's just like a lot of like extreme similarities to Pokemon, right. To specific Pokemon that people have pointed out. Um, and, and not only that, but like every single one of the pals in the game can be linked to a Pokemon um, in terms of like its shape, its design, its theme. Like there, there's like a lot of different stuff with that. On top of that, um, the CEO of Pocket Pair, the developer um, uh, behind the game, his name is uh, Takuro Mizobe. Um, he... Uh, there are other he has spoken out um at a handful of times about uh uh how he sees the, f the ai as the future of games and 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 stuff like that um one of their other games that released november 3rd 2022 is called ai art imposter uh, let me read you the steam listing here ai art imposter is an ai drawing game part uh, party game uh sorry AI Art Imposter is an AI drawing party game for three to eight players. You are a progressive artist who commands AI to generate images and you don't need aesthetic talent to draw good artwork. It only takes five minutes to play the multiplayer Steam, Android, iOS supported. Um, so, yeah, so so like their games in the past have used AI to create things, right? Um the studio is being a little cagey about its responses in terms of if it is using AI or not. Um, then I, like, I, I think it's, it's like pretty widely understood now that like, Hey, no, they're not using AI. Um, because AI is just not there yet to be able to create 3d models like that. Um, AI just, it just isn't that good yet. Um, if it will ever be right. I assume it will be eventually, but like, Right now, it is not helpful to look at this and go, that's AI, because it's just not, right? And uh, it was unfortunate because a lot of people just saw that and just said, this game is using AI to create its stuff. Um, I think that there is reason to... I, I don't think that there is... That suspicion was unfounded, right? Based on the CEO, based on the games that Pocket Pair has made in the past using AI. So, like, I don't think it's unfounded, but obviously it's not true. Um, now comes the like accusations of like plagiarism. So, um, pocket pair has made like pretty one-to-one -one copies of certain video games. Um, like breath of the wild, 
like Hollow Knight. Um, it, it's one of those things that like, I don't know. Sometimes it's difficult to, to exactly like decide, is this copied? Is this inspired? Right. Is lies of P plagiarizing dark souls. I don't think so, but also like I could see an argument for that. You know what I mean? Just like based on mechanics and stuff like that. Um, with the Pokemon designs, um, people have, uh, uh, said that they looked into the actual models of power world pals and certain Pokemon, um, and said that these are, um, copied models. So, the problem is it, a lot of the articles that are saying this are just like citing a random anonymous Twitter user who claims that they're a dev. And I'm not trying to say that they're not, but like, I am trying to say that like I have seen other devs say different things about this. So I don't know who to believe here, but let me read you what um, th- this person said here. Um, uh, th- so this is from video games, Chronicle, an article called, Pal World Pokemon plagiarism accusations pile up as CEO responds, written by Andy Robinson. Um, And so this is what they said. Um, According to two experienced AAA game artists who spoke to VGC, the model comparisons on X are likely evidence that Pal World's model character models were indeed based on Pokemon assets. Uh, Quote, you cannot in any way accidentally get the same proportions on multiple models from another game without ripping the models or at the very least tracing them meticulously. First, one senior character artist told VGC anonymously, adding, I would stand in court to testify as an expert on this. They explained to give you an idea of how impossible this is. Sometimes we um, sometimes we have to copy one mesh to another when we make sequels to games. For example, redrawing an NPC from one game to another. And even when we rework those old models, they only sometimes match this closely due to rigging changes that might need to happen. There have been times when dozens of artists are given the same concept art to create 3D models, for example, during art tests for jobs. I've seen 30 artists try to make the same horse using the exact same schematics. None were as close to each other as these Power World models are to the Pokemon models. None. The silhouettes and proportions are near-perfect matches. Um, so, I don't know. To me, that sounds pretty, pretty convincing. But like I said, other devs have said, like, I don't think it is. Where do you fall on this? I just talked for like a fucking full hour. Uh, I I think first and foremost, I don't think it necessarily matters. I guess it does matter, like legally, um, if they're like using copy and paste in models. Uh, I think part of it is the idea that there is not just inspiration um, from Pokemon with a lot of these things, it is like a direct, the eye test tells you that these models are at times, yes. and these characters are at times incredibly similar to each other. Um, and like, I, I would be worried about fucking with Nintendo <laughs> because if there is any sort of legal thing that they could do, they will be the ones to take it. Yes. And this is not like this came out of nowhere necessarily. I think it's success did, but this has been something that has been talked about for long enough that I don't think Nintendo would have just let this ride, even if it was little, because Nintendo has often come after the little guy to make sure it protects his intellectual property. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is something that is going to be 
not the end of this story, and I think it's going to get worse. And I think part of it is that regardless of the, the copyright things, I think Nintendo is looking at this and the success that this game has, and it's probably getting a little bit like, huh, well, they just have all these things here. Should What are we going to do? What's our next step? So... Uh, this is um, Cecilia D. Anastasio, um, a reporter for Bloomberg's uh, tech site, TechSide. Um, and this is just the tweet that they had with an article that they linked. Um, I talked to some lawyers about Pal World, and their legal advice was to chill. Basically saying that, like, they do not, these legal experts do not necessarily think that there is a huge case for Nintendo to say you have a. Uh, 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 infringed on our, our IP. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, again, I'm not a lawyer by any means with this kind of nope. stuff, but like, trust me, if there was a case, Nintendo would have taken that case already yes. in, in my experience of no, knowing Nintendo and how they deal with this kind of stuff. Um, I because think also, oh, sorry, go on. I was gonna say if they can like literally show they've taken assets, that's a different story to me. Yes, I uh, agree. Because also, like, like this has been a game that is, um, how do you say it? Like, this is not, like, yes, it kind of came out of nowhere, um, but it, it also didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we've known about this game for a while, you know what I mean? So, like, Nintendo obviously would have known about this for a while, and so if it were a big issue or, or like, a, a legal issue that they were going to take any, any sort of, you know, uh, uh, what's the word, like, action on... Mm-hmm. They would have, I think, before this point. Um, I think that with it being as popular as it is, maybe might make them reevaluate that. They've already taken down um, a guy made a mod for it. Did you see this? No. He modded in real Pokemon. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And he modded in character assets to make you, you look like Ash and whatever. Um, I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to like disparage on this person's goals and aspirations. I don't mean to call them a name, but the uh, absolute dummy fucking put it behind a paywall on Patreon. So, yeah, what the fuck did you expect, man? Like, that is why, like, like among other reasons, that is fucking why you have been uh, uh, hit so hard um, for that. So... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it was AI, I wouldn't play the game. I'm not playing it right now, but that's just because I'm busy with other shit. Um, it also just doesn't really look like my thing, but. I'm, to be honest, I'm interested in playing it. I think it's, it could be fun. Um, I know ultimately, I mean, this game is like, I've heard it's like, uh, it's a survival game with Genshin Impact with, um, some Pokemon elements and base building, uh, rust kind of stuff. Like it is like a bunch of different games kind of moshed together in something like yeah. that. And I, th- I think there's some things that are cool and interesting about it. And let me tell you, I fucking wish Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was like this game. Uh, yeah. And I think like a lot of people have been, have been like, like the conversation around this is like literally exhausting, <laughs> like literally fucking exhausting to the point where like, I just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? From a lot of people, because then a lot of people have been saying like, well, hopefully this tells, um, hopefully this tells like Nintendo a game freak, uh, Pokemon company to, to make their games better because people want better shit. And it's like, I guess, but they won't, they won't, <laughs> 
they, they don't have any interest in doing better stuff. But I, I think though, I, I think though, like this game, to be honest, it looks most similar to Legends Arceus to me. Yeah, agreed. You know, like I, I see a lot of those things there, and I don't think there's such a bad thing as having innovation in a genre or having a new way to look at something. Um, I think that only makes games better. I would hope though that Game Freak and Nintendo don't just iterate on something else my favorite nintendo shit is the stuff that is brand new that you never got before to me yeah. that stuff is the cool stuff that's what i want to see and pal world as interested as i am in playing it um it's on game pass too right it is fuck yeah um as interested as i am to play it uh it's not new it's a new version of all this stuff together but like it just feels like it doesn't feel new new to me it feels like a lot of parts of games that i find interesting put together um, yeah. So, uh, Nintendo, I hope you don't copy this. I hope you decide make something good to patch Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, so I actually can play it. You make make a good video game next yeah. time. Make it look pretty. Make it fucking yeah. look pretty. Yeah. Um, like, you can do. Like it, it. It can happen. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, the new processing power of the Switch too. No. Breath I of the Wild or Tears of the yeah. Kingdom. These fucking things Xenoblade. run amazing. Jump off my dick, Pokemon fans. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, a bunch of crazy-ass monsters all over the place of different sizes and scales. Mm. Looks gorgeous. Mm. Runs well in my memory. Mm. At least passable. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I can't believe I love Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's a good game. A game I literally never thought about until I got for work, and then I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Um, yep, yep. It's a good game, good game. Justin, the Xbox Developer Direct happened uh, <gasps> last week. This um, we, we got we got to look at a handful of things. Um, I honestly have not watched the thing in full. Oh, okay. Um, so if there's anything I'm missing here, I'd love for you to to uh, uh, correct me. But um, I'm just reading from Xbox Wire here, um, just the, their announcements. Um, we we got to look at Avowed, um, which is coming in fall of 2024. Obviously, all this is coming to Game Pass on its first first day. Um, but uh, th this is to me what th what the Outer Worlds was to Fallout. This is to Skyrim. Does that sound like a, a solid comparison i hope it is i think that's yeah. like kind of like the the intent behind it i think that's where they're hopefully going with it um mm. i think the combat looks a little more fun than skyrim it does and there's guns too, yeah, which yeah. is interesting um i gotta be honest this did not sell me on this game this developer direct um yeah. it looked a little bit just basic with how they were explaining it um and it's coming out when is it coming out fall fall so whenever that is um i would i would say if we don't hear much more about this out of all the games in this um this uh co publisher director conference whatever um yeah i think this is the one that might get pushed back a little bit yeah sure i think that's fair like and again there's nothing wrong with it but like when they're when the developers are talking up they're like in this game you make a choice and you go back to your base and you see that choice and i'm like oh, oh here we fucking go here Fable we go fucking two i know like yeah okay <laughs> like, real yeah. real original guys um 
But I, I do think that the combat does, in fact, look a little fun. Um, and I think yeah. it does look at, like, remember those initial release photos versus, like, the kind of, like, the recent, the one at the last year's conference? It was just kind of like, oh, that looks like it took a downgrade a little Uh-oh. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this looks good. Yeah, I think, it, I think it does look good. And I do trust them to make a game that is good. Um, but when I see it, I don't really see the coolness in it. Outer Worlds, I remember seeing that and thinking that that had a style to it that was something yeah. I was into. This one just seems a little bit, I don't want to say lifeless, but like generic in a way. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it still needs to do more to sell me on this game. Um, and I think it will be delayed. Um, what's great about this though, I'll play it when it comes out because it's on Game Pass. <laughs> like, like I will play this when it comes out, you know? Uh, I'll say this, the key art for this is fucking incredible. It's this, like, skeleton guy holding a sword. Like, it's so colorful and looks so good. Um, I know that's a weird thing to compliment, but, like, hey, shout out about. Okay, I love your key art. <laughs> um, whoever, whoever made that, they deserve a raise. Uh, oh, it looks see, great. Let's see if I can pull that up um, here. Uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. It looks really good. <laughs> oh, it looks like a clicker met... The yeah, kind Erd, of, but or like the Erd tree, Erden tree. What is it? Erd tree. Yeah. Erd tree. Um, met like a very fabulous, fabulous person. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I'm with their, with their like side cape thing. Ooh, yeah. I know. Oh, by the way, I put a side. I put like a cloak cape on a stereo oh, in Baldur's Gate three. It did something. You know what I mean? When you when you discover like you can have capes, because yeah. <laughs> like, oh, in, in Act two, Act two, uh, like the lady at the shadow the the last light in sells them and you're like what you can have capes and they look amazing and they look really good on everyone two what please two yeah yeah um yeah so i am i am um i'm looking forward to this but like i'm not thinking about it you know what i mean it's just one of those things like this is coming later in the year i will think about this in six months um yep. but for now i'm happy to know that this is this is coming but, but yeah um next thing we got senua saga hellblade 2 launching in uh on may 21st um which is exciting Th- this looks good this looks like more of that first game i think that the um the one big thing that we learned here um is that so it's going to be first of all i think that they said or maybe confirmed that it is uh not getting a physical release that it is a uh a, i think 50 dollars game as opposed to a 70 dollars game and that it is going to be um of a similar runtime to the first game. So between like eight and 12 hours, um, which I, we said this before you want to, you want to know how to get me to finish your fucking game. Send you a saga. Hellblade two be eight to 12 hours. It's perfect. It's great. Right. I didn't play the first one, but apparently the scope was very personal and very, very good. Like, like that, like small scope made, made it a better game. I, Same I do, thing here. I'm good I, for that. Let's I have. do have to say the thing that worries me a little bit about it is it did look pretty similar to what I was seeing with the with the previous game. And I think some of the tricks ran a little thin by the time mm. I got to the end of that game. Um, and I would hope that this game iterates in a different way. Because let's go back to that one. Remember that creepy giant thing that was crawling and chasing you? Yeah. Like that, that, was, that was like a Game Awards, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like a big set piece moment. So... I'm hoping that this game is different uh, by having, first of all, big set pieces like that, that you really are yeah. really memorable. Um, and the second thing is I hope there is more people. And there was a couple scenes that I saw in this that showed more other people other than Senua. Uh, and 
I just think that would add an interesting dynamic instead of her being completely alone and only having the voices kind of guiding her and some of the enemies to have a little bit more of uh, an experience with other people because I think that could kind of give us a different side of the character um, and kind of change the gameplay just a little bit. Um, But, I mean, those are being nitpicky things. Uh, I think this game looks pretty uh, beautiful. Pretty is an understatement. This is a beautiful-looking game. Um, The first game was beautiful. This one looks even better. Um, And... uh, you're right. The fact that all these are on Game Pass makes my heart warm a little bit. It just means like, like, like oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to play that when that comes out. Like, easy. Sure. It's yeah. like so easy. Um, next up, we got Visions of Mana. Uh, this is coming summer 2024. Um, this is a follow-up to... This is the new a new entry in the... the um, like, of Mana series. The Mana series. Um, it's, it's the first one in several years, uh, 15 years. It says new main line, the first new main en- line entry in the series in over 15 years. Um, and it's the first time the series is coming to Xbox. Uh, Square Enix showed up, which was exciting uh, to, to show this off. Um, yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> like, like this looks good. This is this is a, a follow up to a classic um, Square Enix JRPG, and it'll be on Game Pass Day One. So I'm pumped for that. But and yeah, I, I don't uh, know much to say. But this is on my fantasy team. First of all, a good little pickup by me. And yeah. uh, notice it was a jump, jump, dash game. So your boy is pumped. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I'll play the hell out of this. Like, this seems pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about it other than it looks great. Uh, again, it's coming in summer. I won't think about it for three months. And then when we get more details about this, I will look into it more um, and be excited uh, uh, as I and, see fit. And, if I if I have to play it with my middle fingers on the bottom trigger yeah, and then my, claw, my like, four fingers yeah. on the bumpers, oh yeah, oh, oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, isn't it weird though that like anytime a game makes you do that, you're like, right? You're like, yeah, this is good because it's weird. It, ma- it makes me think of near, and anytime yeah. I can, anytime I think of that game, I'm a happy guy. So yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, next thing here is we got Aura History Untold. I didn't recognize this. I don't know if this is something that I'm super familiar with. This is uh, coming in fall of 2024, and this is like a um, it, it, it's like a triple X game, right? Not X triple. What's the word? It's like it's like a city builder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really interested in this because I'm not really into like Civ games or, or anything like that. But this is kind of cool. You can look at like past, present, and future stuff. Um, I don't know. This is not coming to, this is not coming to, uh, consoles. This is just a PC only game, which means I probably won't play it, but, um, uh, yeah. Did, did this scratch the itch for you at all? Uh, I think I'm going to, uh, make a new PC just so I can play this game and then never actually play this game. Yeah. Fuck Baldur's Gate three on PC. <laughs> um, our history untold is where it's at. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm joking around. But do, you, what's that? do you think I have to, um, do you think I have to, uh, like get a nice computer to play Baldur's Gate three on it. Is it is it like a hard running game? I bet it's tricky. I mean, uh, it's, it's not uh, on the. I don't know if this means anything anymore. But it's not on the Xbox One or PS Four. Right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, probably should look at that. I bet the specs are at least a little demanding. Yeah. Um, it's a good looking game when it's all working right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have a really bad. Do you have an issue with this screen tearing? On where, like, my the bottom, like, computer. fifth of the screen. No, 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 on, on, uh, with Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, interesting. Where, like, the bottom fifth of the screen get, like, is, like, out of sync by, like, a frame or two um, when I play. Weird. Oh, wow. Um, um, are you playing on Xbox? PS5. 
Okay. Well, I was going to make an Xbox joke, but. Yeah, sorry for killing that for you. Uh, how about this? Uh, yeah, I am playing on Xbox. Oh, yeah, sucks to be an Xbox fan. Yeah, go get your Game Pass and jump in a creek and swim around with it. Hopefully you don't drown, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I think I will, because you know what else is coming in 2024 at an unspecified time? Could be tomorrow, maybe. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. All right, Machine Games showed off. Mm. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Um, terrible title. Fucking horrific title. Um, but this is, this is uh, uh, we, we got to see 13 minutes of, of gameplay footage of uh, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. This is Machine Games, uh, their follow-up to Wolfenstein, uh, New Colossus. And um, I don't know, this looks pretty good. This is a, this is a first-person action game with some third-person elements. Um, it, it's, it's actiony, it's adventure-y. Um, I don't know. This seems like, like right up their alley. Uh, where, where do you land with this? I'm a little nervous about the combat specifically with it. Um, yeah. and specifically leaning towards the use of the whip. It looked like, Agreed. I, I think weird. Yeah. It looked a little weird. It looked a little like fake it looked a little like cartoony and with how realistic the game is trying to look and with how they have like harrison's ford's likeness and everything in it like i i think that looks a little goofy to me and i hope the game doesn't gets looks better than that when you actually play it or is a little bit more fun in combat i don't see you doing like a kind of like crazy weapon gun slinging adventure with this game they did not show that right right they also didn't say like did they say if this is what this is going to be rated? Uh, I hope it's rated um X or adult only. Uh, whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's some pornographic. Yeah, um, I mean, no, yeah. like, like uh uh cuz to me <laughs> Oh. That's the butt. Um, to me, like <laughs> To me, uh it, like like machine games like make like mature rated games they make like uh, uh, games for adults in, in not only in in like the violence and stuff but in their themes right and stuff like that and so i wonder and potentially worry that that um having to be an indiana jones game specifically having to work with disney right and lucasfilm um might like restrict their ability to do that does that make sense yep yeah um I, I know i'm worrying about something that like we've not seen enough of it to know if it will be or not but like Dual wielding shotguns in Wolfenstein is cool. <laughs> Feels good. And the action's great. And like, if this has to be some sort of like, kind of like restricted bloodless video game, like I worry that it's not going to be able to have the impact that, um, that it could. That's not to say that Indiana Jones is bloodless and, and toothless. I, like maybe it is now with the, the previous two, like the, the one that just came out and then the one before that. But I just, I actually, Elena and I watched, uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark this week. Um, movie's fucking violent. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, it's so good. Um, but I, I just, I worry that it's not going to be able to go where it needs to go. You know I what mean, I mean? Temple of Doom's even more violent than that. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Being yeah. Part, you know what? I think when I think back to Wolfenstein, uh, the new order, I, the combat's good in that game don't get me wrong i don't want to pretend it's not what what carried me through that story for that game was the story the story is so good yeah it's so good and the thing that gives me hope about this game when all else gives me a little bit of like weird fuzzy feelings is when i see a lot of these cut scenes with these characters and i get the wolfenstein vibe because obviously yeah. it has the same type of like 
uh, the same people are working on it, obviously, and it just has that same kind of cinematic cutscene feel, cutting between first and, and third person kind of with, with these um, cutscenes. And I'm hoping we get a very rich exploring story uh, that maybe is not combat first. Um, I do hope there's no sneaking sections. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, um, please. Please don't. Yeah. There will be for sure, but please uh, don't. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but, like, no. I, I don't know. This game, it didn't sell me that this is going to be a 10 out of 10 game, but there, I, it sold me on there's potential for this to be a good game. Agreed. I, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Um, yeah, because, like, it, am I looking at this, like, give this to me right now, inject into my veins? No. But I am, like, well, not only I'll play this because it's going to be on Xbox, but like I'm going to play this because I want to play this and, and it, I'm intrigued with it. But I, yeah, yeah, I just don't get the idea that this is going to be incredible. I saw a lot of people upset that this is going to be in first person, not third person. Um, like I get it to a certain extent, but also like to me, I don't know. Yeah, like I guess you like like, you know, you can make this into Uncharted if you wanted to, but this is going to be unique. You know what I mean? Like everything in a world where everything is uncharted, um, I'm happy for this to be a little different because it would be so easy for them to make this into uncharted, which means that to me, it feels like, okay, they've got ideas, you know, for, for mm -hmm. what they want to do with this mm -hmm. um, in a way that is not cookie cutter and it is not exactly what is expected. Um, so yeah, I, I am intrigued. I'm interested. Um, Indiana Jones, a good movie series. Uh, the first three Troy Baker uh, he's fucking nailing it I mean he's in everything but damn is he nailing it it's it's hard for me to get past the Harrison Ford face with the Troy Baker sounding voice but do you think it sounds like Troy Baker because like I, I listened to this and I was like whoa that sounds like Harrison Ford I hear Troy Baker yeah I hear a little bit of him and I see him just doing it you know what I mean like, yeah he loves big hats so it makes sense for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, they just motion captured his hat. Not his body, his hat. Not so, his body. Just so as hat. he's acting, yeah. the flopping is very accurate in terms of yeah, what it does. It's, yeah. it's extremely, it's yeah, a lot of polygons on yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, oh. um, you know, It's funny. You mentioned that you think Avowed is going to get delayed. This one is like, I'm like not even counting. It's going to release this year. I would say, though, it is less like the fact that this game has a, a vague fall thing on it, though. I don't think they would end with a showstopper like this and and delay this game i don't think they this this you don't think so to me a game this size and i i think about is going to be a big game but this to me seems to be a bigger game it would be shocking if they would have announced it and then released it uh, and then delayed it like i i don't think they would yeah. have said fall they could have easily just said um nothing i know what you mean i it's, I, I think about though like like maybe they learned their lesson from starfield but of starfield's like way misplaced overconfidence of like here's the date we're doing two years in advance and then like obviously that wasn't gonna happen yeah you know and then and like they you know they did similar things i think they like they could have learned for their lesson right i think like because that even when that date was announced it was kind of not a laughing stock that's the wrong way to say it but it was kind of like yeah okay that's not fucking happening like, I'm, like we I, all know that i might feel more confident if first of all avowed and indiana jones weren't for fall but if this was renounced fall of 2024 last year, maybe. But we are at the end of January, yeah. and like, not that fall is that close. It just, it just seems like that would be really stupid on Microsoft part. So Phil Spencer, yeah, to, to even commit to anything, Phil yeah. Spencer, you know more than me. But I also know that you are not afraid to, to delay things if they need to be delayed. So I kind of trust you in this, but like, don't put a date on it. How about that? Yeah, no, a thousand percent. 
Um, so, so did you watch the the then uh, secondary press conference um, for all the Elder Scrolls Online stuff? No, I did not. I'm sorry. I don't but give a fuck. Let me tell you all about what's going on. <laughs> all right, here uh, we go. No, I'm listening. No, no. Uh. <laughs> it's the same thing. No, fuck. No, thank you. No, thanks. Um, yeah, so there you go. That is the news. And I think that's our show, Justin. Uh, I would love to remind our listeners that they can join us on Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. They can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel, Dave Parker, GKS, and Josh Durham. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Um, of more of us talking. There's a ton of stuff on there. We're in the 80s for sure um, for that bonus content. Uh, you are more than welcome to join the ranks, their ranks uh, for just $3 a month. Um, you can also support us on Twitter by following us there at HitboxPod and rating this episode in your podcast player of choice. Am I forgetting anything, Justin? I think we got it all, right? You're, you're forgetting how great of a person you are, how an amazing oh, human being you are, and you're forgetting to once it. again plug to everyone here to go to youtube.com, head to Dual Shockers uh, ah, page, thanks. put on a good old, good old subscribe to them, and then watch everything on that website, specifically videos where I see your pretty face. That you you see my pretty face in the last of us video. You see my pretty face in the Spider-Man video, and then uh, next week, Resident Evil. Ooh. I got stuff to say, and I um. I'm going to be I'll be interested to hear what you think of that uh, of the video that I'm, I'm going to make uh, as someone who you obviously like Resident Evil 4 remake better than the original understatement um, my understatement st- <laughs> yeah, right exactly my stance yeah. is, is a little different right but like I you know I still do recognize and I say about this in the video like that Resident Evil 4 remake is a good it's a good game like I really really do like it but like, I just I just want I want to hear it again it, today, if Resident Evil 4, the original, was released, it would be a 10 out of 10 video game by major outlets. You're just going to say that one more time. Say it in the mic. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Just want to hear I, that. I, would, I, I think so. All right. I think so. All right. I think we get comments about it's, it's how tanky its <laughs> movement is a little bit. This game feels like it came out in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. It's very specific and accurate. Um, I, like, there, I don't think that it holds up in all regards. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, or like whatever. I knew, I I wrote twenty five hundred words on it. Whatever. Um, yeah. So so I'll have that that next week. Um, another reminder before we close out here. No ep- no new episode. Um, next Hitbox Day. Apologies. It just doesn't work with our scheduling. Um, you know that we don't like to miss episodes. Um, but there will be a a new uh, episode for our Patreon supporters. Um, so we're not we're not missing one of those. But we will uh, uh have. Um. No new episode next week. We'll be back. So the next hitbox will be on, um, oh my gosh, February 7th. Already flying through. All right, that is all from us. We'll catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>